1: Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and
0: Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 343 now of the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network, and we are live from the
1: Les Schwab studio. What's up, Ron and Don Nation?
0: Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we're going to tell you about, uh, again, what's happening at Les Schwab. This time, it's not the drive for food, it's the drive for toys. We also want to talk about a letter that we received this week from... A nurse who's part of the Ron Nation. She had reached out to us last summer, said she needed our help. And uh, we just sold her house. And it was really an amazing outcome. What was really amazing is the letter that she wrote to us on behalf of herself and her parents after. So we're going to share portions of that letter, not all of it. Some of it's pretty private portions that I share with you. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. A lot of people are wondering are things going to slow down here when it comes to real estate as we head into 2022? And you know what? There might be, things might slow a little bit as we head into the holidays. Some of the best deals we made last year, we made right now, between now and maybe January, I don't know, third week in January, because a lot of people, let's face it, They're traveling again. In fact, the the travel that we see going on in America and even overseas, we thought it'd take two to three years to recover the travel industry. And they're saying it's it's beyond right now, even pre pandemic levels, as people really want to get to uh, grandma's house this year, as many now have been vaccinated and received the booster shot. And uh, people feel like it's okay to sit down at the family table with with family and friends. So, in order to get there, you got to jump on a plane, a train, and an automobile. Or (laughs) pillows, those aren't pillows. My favorite movie. Thank you, John Candy, uh, for that. Anyway, people are wondering as we head into 2022, do you think this real estate market will slow down? Uh, and I don't think it will. There's some interesting things that are happening here. First and foremost, during the downturn that we had, 2008, 2009, 2010, right there, there were a lot of builders that just stopped building homes. And as a result of that, America, the United States of America, we're missing about 6 million homes. There were 6 million homes that were not built during that time. Then we fast forward to millennials, and millennials- they believe that it's important to buy a house right now with the leverage they have from what? Well, sometimes it's with the leverage that they have from their parents because to get, sometimes to get that all cash deal, and Ron and I see this often. It's a parent that will come in or a grandparent, aunt, uncle, somebody that will say, you know what we're going to do? We want to give you leverage at the buying table. So here's some money that we were going to give to you when we, when we croaked and we're not here anymore. We're going to give you this money now. Number one, there's some good tax benefits for you and for us by giving you this money while we're alive. And also it will give you leverage at the table so when you're going up against other other deals and other offers that have to be financed and have to be appraised by a bank we're going to waive that appraisal we're going to waive the financing and we're going to p- put a big wad of cash down and say you know what we're going to go ahead and and buy this cash and here's the secret people still get it appraised they still get it financed cuz money's so cheap right now but cash is the backstop. Ron, what do you see happening in 2022? Because I see a lot of millennials out there have a lot of money in their pockets, especially when it comes to and here in Seattle. When you get off the plane... You're making a buck eighty just coming off the plane. Then you talk about people that have been doing this six, seven, eight, ten years now, or people that are in management making hundreds of thousands of dollars, stock options on top of that. And anytime I go from a walk through for a walk in my neighborhood now, and I'm just about three miles on Queen Anne uh, from Amazon and the rest, uh, it's just a lot of doodles. It's a lot of young people, uh, and it's also the thing that saddens me. Is A lot of these young young people don't do their own yard work. When you don't do your own yard work, you don't meet your neighbors, you don't ask for flour, you don't borrow an egg, you don't do any of that because everything's Uber Eats and we're going to have somebody else come over and do my yard work. Kind of pisses me off a little bit because I like knowing my neighbors. I don't like seeing my neighborhood change that way. It was never Seattle ice and it's it, it. there's a bit of a deep freeze going on in my neighborhood right now that I really don't enjoy you guys. Anyway, 2022, I think as long as money continues to be cheap, I think we're going to see and feel the effects of 6 million homes never being built and millennials with the ability to not only bring a lot of cash to the table, but sometimes
1: in their parents' cash. I think this question is on a lot of people's minds, and I think it's very confusing to the average consumer of news. Because you're doing your job, you're paying attention to your chores, you're paying attention to your social calendar. And so you consume news by seeing a headline or maybe you catch the first 30 seconds of a report on NPR or part of a magazine uh, when you're in a waiting room somewhere. And you start to put together this picture. Most of those stories are on a national level. So let me give you one example. They'll say, oh, real estate prices uh, were up year to year. Nationally, had never been higher. The average price of a house nationally is around three hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars. So let's say we're talking about a big house. A friend of ours, Anthony, just moved from LA back to Houston. He bought. (laughs) <laughs> he bought you know the right. dallas house from the tv show yeah. for like a dollar 95 it's right. crazy yeah. we have a client that might be moving out here from uh atlanta lives in a suburb of atlanta to to seattle and they said our house in atlanta has two guest wings because both uh, we thought both grandmas were going to come live with us and they decided not to and so that's why we're moving to seattle two guest wings Giant house, three-car garage, and again, a fraction of what it would cost here in Seattle. So when you read that story and you sort of cobble together this information in your brain, it that's not what is happening in the Pacific Northwest. The average house uh, in, on the east side is seven figures. Average. The average heist. Medina is in the top 10 most expensive zip codes in the entire United States. Average in Medina is over four million dollars. So the average on Queen Anne is is seven figures. It's not three. You're not finding a three hundred eighty five thousand dollar home. Uh, you maybe could find a condo for three eighty five. You could find an apartment, you know, something that is six hundred square feet in Belltown, uh, for maybe three eighty five. Maybe I might be speaking outside of my you mouth. You just
0: there. looked at a backyard cottage in Ballard, just a backyard, one of these little backyard cottages. How much was it?
1: seven hundred yeah. and fifty thousand so- dollars? Yeah, and and some of those cottages
0: are selling on Queen Anne. That was in Ballard between eight fifty and a million dollars for. Or a cottage in someone's backyard that's less than a thousand square feet. So,
1: when people say, or the question you posed, "What's happening in 2022?" Well, in this, in if you're listening to this podcast, you live in Nebraska, you might as well be on a different planet than being uh, in the Pacific Northwest. So, I, I agree with you. I don't see any sort of of uh, market easement or easing in 2022 for the, the simple fact of some of the things that you raised. We have no housing stock. And I would like to point out, it's not because builders didn't want to build. It's because the banking institutions stopped lending money. If you remember the way that bailout for these uh, these securities that that collapsed, if you remember the way that bailout worked, is they the banks just took the money and said thank you very much and wouldn't
0: loan on it. They took all the loan on it. they wouldn't give, they wouldn't give commercial loans. They wouldn't give private loans. Nothing.
1: So you have all these builders that were like, we would like to continue building in Seattle, and they're like, no, we're not going to give you the money to do so. Yeah. So it wasn't for lack of trying; it's for lack of of resources from the banking institutions. So because of that, uh, because of the politics of of the Pacific Northwest and the way we like to try and steer neighborhoods to density, uh, the NIMBY attitude in a lot of neighborhoods where it's like, no, we're not going to have multifamily dwellings in my neighborhood. Can you put that in the CD? Can you put that in Fremont, can you put that in Ballard? We're not, I don't really want that in my neighborhood, but I know we need it. So let's, let's shoehorn that into the other neighborhoods as long as it's not in my neighborhood. So that's a real thing in Seattle. And then the fact that we are, for the past probably nine out of the past 10 years, we've been either number one, two, or three in fastest growing large cities in America. And again, people go, oh, well, Phoenix grew faster. Yeah, the average price of a house in Phoenix is half, less than half. Of what it is here. So while they grew faster, the economy isn't worth more and didn't grow faster. So if you could go to Phoenix and buy a really nice single family home for 400 grand. That same house in Seattle is going to be $1.2, $1.3 million. So it's really apples and oranges when I look at that. So, yes, they're both large cities, in air quotes, but the city, the complexion of those cities, I'm talking financially and uh, demographically, very, very different. So for the 2022, I would even go farther than 2022. I don't think Amazon's going anywhere. I don't think that Microsoft or these, top, you know, Costco, Boeing. We have a many top 50, uh, you know, valued companies in the world. Uh, you know, Apple just opened a building downtown. Starbucks. Starbucks, all of these companies. I don't think there, there's going to be a mass exodus. Cafe Ladro. Yes. I don't think there's going to be a mass exodus of these folks, and the, the jobs in Expedia, et cetera, and so forth. So, no, I don't think that's, that that's slowing down anytime soon. Uh, here in Seattle. And so along with that, you have the upside and along with that, you have the downside. If you're on the, uh, if you're looking at homelessness, you're looking at affordability, you're looking at school districts, you're looking at, uh, you know, social justice, you look at racial inequalities, all of those things get amplified when you're in a market as, as aggressive as Seattle is. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, guys don't go anywhere. Coming back. Uh, Let's talk about Les Schwab and what's happening with the toy drive and also a cool letter uh, that we got from one of our clients that we'd love to share with you on the other side of
1: If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. I had grown to trust the image of Ron and Don, you know, doing their their advocacy for all the charities and stuff that they do. And I thought, well, they seem like good guys. Let's go for it. When I uh, decided to put my home on the market, it was a natural for me to choose them to list the property. Ron and Don proposed a sit-down, so they came over to our house. They came super prepared, and they came more in learning mode, right? And what was important to each of us. When we first sat down, they showed me what property was selling for in my neighborhood. They had several suggestions on you know when we should go on the market, what we needed to do to get ready to go on the market.
0: They were precise and clear. They managed our expectations well. If Don saw, you know, a risk or an area of concern he wanted us to be aware of, they just just did a superb job. And they seemed personally interested in the houses we would tour. I think both of them said at some point, when we were apologizing at how many houses we looked at, said, we love looking at houses. They didn't hesitate to jump in and make this the
1: house for us. They do have a way of making you feel like they're your only client. That's super important to me. I don't think we'd have this house if it hadn't been for Ron and Don. I think
0: I was just so impressed with the quality of the work that
1: they did. We had multiple offers. $50,000 more than the asking price. He had no contingencies, so I jumped on that one.
0: It was the best case scenario. We couldn't have done better. It couldn't have been a better experience. The buying process was
1: wonderful, and the selling process felt like we were their most important project. I couldn't be happier with the experience we had. I can't wait to do another deal with them. It was great. It was awesome. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Sign up for The Nation News at ronanddonradio.com. All
0: right, you guys. So welcome back to the Ron Show. And, and I want to thank everybody that stopped by a Schwab Tire Center uh, during that time of Thanksgiving and dropping off non-perishable food items. And don't forget, you guys, I would continue to do that. Get in touch with the Food Lifeline. I would continue to do that as we head into the holiday season because as we talked about food insecurity, there's a lot of that. Uh, going on in our our state right now. And Food Lifeline is an umbrella organization. That's why Les Schwab works with them. And they make sure that that food that you collect, the money you give, it goes into 300 shelters throughout the state, the whole state. So they're really amazing. And you can imagine with inflation, just how much food costs right now. Just how much it costs a bag of groceries. It's really astonishing. Uh, Something Les Schwab also does uh, each and every year is they do something, Ron. It's the Les Schwab Toy Drive. And we just want to make sure as the boxes have now been empty for food during the Thanksgiving day rush, uh, there's boxes once again in the store, 85 locations to serve you in Western Washington, because uh, what are we doing here?
1: Yes, yeah, the annual toy drive. And, uh, you know, we uh, the past couple episodes we've talked about, like I've had a bit of a challenging year and uh, you can read about that in the newsletter and all that. One of the things that mental health professionals have studied over the years and it's pretty conclusive at this point is if you are in a funk if you've had some challenges and you go out and help someone else that the benefits for you are as great if not greater than that person that you helped that that is just a fact of human nature so as we've all or not all of us but many of us have had challenges this year. Many of us, like myself, have found yourself in a funk for for a variety of reasons. Setting that to the side for a moment and going and saying, I'm going to buy a toy for a girl or a boy of this specific age and just going down the toy aisle, looking at what's available, having some flashback memories of like, oh, man, I so wanted one of these when I was a kid. Or oh my gosh, that was that that game that I got was I have such fond memories of that. The act of like finding the toy, buying the toy, uh, dropping it off, and and knowing that you have just made someone else's day um, does it, it really changes your perspective? It changes your attitude, and then so that's benefit number one. Benefit number two is imagining what it would be like. I can't imagine what it would be like to be a parent and literally not have the the resources to buy a gift. Like, you and I are very fortunate. Um, We've had a lot of, of great breaks go our way, and we've worked hard, and we've done pretty well in life. Neither of us would be challenged to buy a gift for a child. And like your son, I can't imagine your son going, daddy, I would like, you know, I I would like Santa to have these three or four things. And you go, "I, I just do not have the funds to buy this. Like, so to put yourself in that position of a family that cannot afford that. And imagine what it would be like to have to reach out to Toys for Tots or reach out to one of these chariots and go, I'm one of those people now. I need help. Uh, to so that my child gets a gift this year, the, the just humiliation probably that you feel, or the the self esteem blow, the to the the kick to the gut that that has to feel like that. You're like, this is my kid. I want to buy him a gift, and I can't. To be able to be that neighbor, and to fill that gap, and even though you're never going to meet this child, and you don't get to watch them open the present, the value of that just as a community what kind of community do we want to have i i want to be a part of a community where we don't let that other family fall that we don't say well you made a bad choice or you had a bad run so therefore we're going to punish your child too that child like you said uh, it's a symbol to the from the community that hey we're not we got your back and so like to me those two reasons a lot of times these things just come up as a commercial that like hey Les Schwab's doing this thing. They sponsor our show, uh, go give them a toy. for me, it goes well beyond that. Like you and I have met over the years, children that say, Hey, when I was eight or nine, I got one of these toys and it made all the difference. Like we've done the work, we've met the people, uh, and we've seen, we've delivered toys, uh, in mass, uh, before. And so it really, it's one of the favorite things we do every year.
0: Yeah, what's cool is they take all the toys that they'll collect. And I don't know exactly where they're doing it this year. Uh, last time they did it, that we were there. They did it at a hockey rink. And just all the trucks from all the 84 stores came all packed with the toys. The center. Yeah, the show center. center. Uh, that was just outstanding. And then a lot of these men and women that work in the stores, they actually help Santa out. and They put on the, the North Pole gear. And they uh, start knocking on doors and delivering toys themselves. So uh, they are really extraordinary at Les Schwab. And I can tell you. The folks at Les Schwab, they just love it, and they love doing it, you guys. So anyway, stop by Les Schwab Tire Center. Go to leschwab.com to find out more about the annual toy drive. We will see you on the other side. Switch to me. Switch to Mitch! Switch to Mitch! Everybody in the Ron and Don Nation, Ron, is switching to Mitch. That's the
1: right? So right. Mitch.loans, Mitch Weeks joins us. And hey Mitch, you did something the other day that was amazing to us. Ron and Don Nation member wanted to buy a house you were at an engagement party the audacity of going to an engagement party i was able to call you and get the approval letter because we just didn't have it and we put the deal together so hey thanks for answering the phone and that's different than a big bank right it sure is yeah i like to be always available for my customers especially ron and don nation and yeah you gotta you got me on the phone and i stepped out of the party and
0: we quickly got him approved it felt great yeah it was on a saturday night i was bringing the buyer and I reached out to my friend Todd and Sue, and I said, hey, let's reach out to Mitch tonight And on a Saturday night. There's no big bank out there that's going to get this deal done. We got it done, and we were able to buy that home. We went on day one. We bought it on day one because Mitch was there, and he answered his phone on Saturday And
1: then night. they are still getting the half a percent deal for being in the Ronadon Nation from Mitch.loans. Go to Mitch.loans right now. If you're buying a new place, you save a half a percent just for being in the Ronadon Nation. NMLS 169-1573.
0: All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Uh, I want to share a letter that we received from uh, Andrea the other day. And it was just about the sale of her house and what it meant to her. Uh, and I've I've left some of the parts of the letter out that are pretty personal with as far as her family goes and, and some things that uh, have been shared with Ron and myself. But I just want to share this letter with you because cause this is really... People say, don't you miss radio? And it's like, I don't, because we get to come and chat with you on this podcast. And we don't have to sit through hours and hours of commercials, and neither do you. Uh, and we still get to talk about things we love and care about. And then real estate has really provided us an avenue to, to really help people. And there's some agents out there where the real estate transaction is just a transaction. Nothing wrong with that. Some of them are really good agents. Ron and I, though, it's it's, it's personally getting involved with all of you. And especially many of you that listen to us for years, like Andrea did, you, you feel like we're friends. And then the difference is sometimes we have never got to meet you. So when we meet you in these Ron and Don sit downs, or we get to come out to the house and see the home that you're selling for the first time. And that's exactly what happened with Andrea. She reached out to us, at Ron and Don sit down. She was taking care of her parents who, who uh, have gotten older now. And, uh, and, and, and so she had this big home where uh, she had previously lived with a family and now here she was on her own by herself and it was time to sell this home. And because she's been so busy with her mom and dad and then her own job of taking care of people because she's a healthcare provider, uh, the house had some deferred maintenance. So she handed me the keys and and we jumped in and and we got busy. So uh, it took about uh, four months for us to work on this home, but we just sold it and we sold it for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars over uh, what we were asking for the house and that makes both ron and i feel pretty good because we know that that money is going towards taking care of our parents for the rest of their lives and that's why this sale was so important because we wanted to make sure that mom and dad had tremendous care and i know that this was important to her too so Anyway, this is what I wrote uh, on my Facebook page. This past summer, Andrea called. Uh, She needed our help. She's a nurse who's been taking care of uh, patients, also taking care of her mom and dad. And she had no time to do some of the work on her home in order to bring it to market this fall. So we took off the rest of the summer, lots of the fall. And we just sold this house in three days. Here it is by the numbers. We listed it for just about 1.3. We ended up selling it for 175. We spent about $113,000 on the house, which isn't a lot of money. Uh, And we got all that money back and then more, you guys. Also, we had 141 showings booked in just three days. We had 18 different offers. And again, we sold it for $450,000 over ask. And what I wrote is, this is why we do it. When we get letters like this, uh, and again, I've redacted some of the very personal parts. Uh, Hi, you two. I woke up yesterday morning with an incredible sense of relief. Happy Tears came, And they came and they went throughout the day. Uh, the house has been just a house now for several years. I'm so excited to have a new family and make it their home again. I can't tell you and thank you and also your entire crew. I can't thank you guys enough for allowing me to deal with this part of my life and put it behind me and to start a new and much more positive chapter of my life. My dad also can't thank you enough either. hes It's been a huge weight. It's been lifted off of his shoulders. He now knows that my mom can stay where she is for the rest of her life and continue to receive her important care. Ron, I have a bottle of my best wine for you. And Don, I'd love to help with the next work party at your son's middle school. Also, when the time comes for me to find another home to buy, I will be calling you. In fact, I emailed Eileen. She lives across the street, letting her know to expect new neighbors soon. I also asked that she spread the word to anyone thinking of selling uh, to maybe look you guys up. She used to listen to you on the radio, too, and she wondered what had happened to both of you. And then she saw the sign, the Windermere sign, with both your names on it. She gave me a huge compliment, a great compliment, saying that you both have such integrity. I know that we'll be talking soon, but I wanted to thank you. And again, my dad thanks you. And if my mom could, she would thank you as well. And that's from Andra. And we will leave that right here. Head up. Shoulders back. When you need us, like Andrea did, sitdown.com We will see you next time. Only on Ron and Don.
1: Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.